we started the series last week. I, I, let me just say this. I, I, I told the first service this, so I would probably be remiss in my duties if I didn't tell the second service this. But, you know, sometimes you get a word from God like on Sunday. As soon as the message is over, like today, I'm, I might get a word for next week, and it just builds in my spirit all week long. And sometimes that's cool. Sometimes I might get a word on Wednesday, Thursday. Sometimes you might put a message together on Thursday and Friday and get it in your spirit on Saturday and then on Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? On su Sunday morning, it's like, and those times are, are annoying. Somebody say annoying. But what I have learned is that we've got we've to listen to what God is saying to us. And so today, I, I'm going to just go ahead and throw this out there. I, I'm going to be all over the place. So if, if you're here from, from um, cemetery, I mean seminary, that joke never gets old for me. Um, it, you know, I, I'm, this may not be the, the, the most well put together message, but, but because this morning I, I told the staff, I said, man, it's just a, a bunch of stuff has changed. But I just want you to hang here with me because I know God's got a word that's for such a time as this. Amen. So we started this series last week called Tales from the Script. I worked hard on that. <laughs> Somebody look at your neighbor and say, Tales from the Script. Where we're looking at these different stories, these God stories, how God shows up in someone's life and with his goodness and his mercy and those plots and those twists and those nuances and how the scene, the environment, the person is forever changed. And today I want to look at a story about Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas are traveling in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. When y'all found out there's fewer verses than last week, y'all really got excited. But in Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34, you've got Paul and Silas, and they're traveling, and they're just preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. And as they're preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, the opposition begins to grow. More and more opposition happens. What's so unique is that God sends them to this place, Philippi, if you will, and, and the opposition grows. And even though God sent them there, times become very difficult. Difficult. In fact, we see the, the realism of the Apostle Paul in this story because it says that Paul became so exhausted and aggravated by the opposition. The, in fact, the Bible says that he was annoyed. Anybody ever been annoyed? Some, if you've ever been annoyed, raise your, raise your hand. Yep, yep, we've all been annoyed. Anybody like, anybody like been annoyed on the job? Anybody like annoyed? that right now I'm talking about you being annoyed. You know what I'm saying? But, but here's what I need you to grab because there's kind of like this underlying theme in, in this message, and that is this. It's, it's like God sent Paul and Silas, but yet Paul became annoyed. He became annoyed in the place that God sent him to. Sometimes we think if God has sent us somewhere, then the road should be smooth. And we think if the road is difficult, then we must have missed God. But what if sometimes, well, no, not what if. I believe sometimes God, in the assignment that he gives to you, he, he uses every one of your insecurities in that assignment in order to grow your faith. Think about that. 
God sometimes will send us on an assignment that he will test every last one of your insecurities in order to grow your faith. Because you have to have faith in order to live on purpose. Your faith has to be strong enough to live on purpose. You've got to live on purpose in your faith. However, when you live on purpose, you always run into people. And sometimes people, when you're living on purpose, can annoy you. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, they can just, everything can be going good. God is good. And all of a sudden, somebody comes up and just takes the wind out of your sails. And they annoy you. Maybe it's, it's not a person. Maybe it's a thing that annoys you. Maybe it's a thing that happened like 10 years ago, but yet it still annoys you. Maybe it's not a thing. Maybe it's a place. It's the place that you go to every day called your J-O-B, and it annoys you. Maybe it's, 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 it's not a place. Maybe it's like being a parent, and you love being a parent, but right now being a parent is annoying you. Right now, maybe it's being a preacher, and right now being a preacher is annoying. Can, can, I, can I get transparent with you today? Can, can, can I just tell you like it is today? Sometimes it's people, sometimes it's a place, sometimes it's a thing, sometimes it's, it's, it's a job, sometimes it's a situation, sometimes it's your past, sometimes it's your future, sometimes it's the unknown, sometimes it's your insecurity, some, some, but sometimes you are annoyed. And when you are annoyed, you're tired, but yet you can't stop. Can I give you the title to today's message? Are you ready? Are you ready for the title? Tired and annoyed, but still going. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, tired and annoyed, but still going. Can I read a couple of verses with you before you're seated? I know some of y'all are like, man, we've been standing up a long time. That's all right. You're going to stand up just a little bit longer. Praise the Lord. I gotta show you something. I gotta show you something. Acts chapter 16. Let me just read a few verses here. Here is, here is Paul and Silas, and Luke is capturing this narrative. He writes the book of Acts. But what I love about this narrative, I'm, I'm gonna assign you some homework. Assign you some homework. The homework is I want you to go home and I want you to read chapter 16. In chapter 16, Luke writes this passage of scripture, and in many cases, he's talking about we. He says we. He's talking about himself, he's talking about Paul, he's talking about Silas. But then when all hell breaks out, <laughs> it moves from we to they. Because he's like, I, I ain't having a part of that. In fact, read the narrative and you'll, you'll find uh, there's some, some comedy in, in this narrative as well. But, but here's what happens in verse 16 and following. I'll just read two verses and then I'm going to let you sit down. Once, when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by this female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way that you must be saved. She kept this up for many days, many days, every day. Finally, Paul became so annoyed, somebody say annoyed, that he turned around and he said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. Hold on a second. 
This happened every single day. Every single day. Ricky, every single day, this woman would follow Paul around and say, don't listen to him. He's a Jesus follower. You know that's what she sounded like. Ignore what he's saying. He's a Jesus follower. He's a follower of Christ. He's crazy. He's this, he's that. Every single day this happened. Until one day, Paul, who was annoyed, but also anointed, said, in the name of Jesus, and the spirit came out of her. Now, hang here with me for a moment. Now I'm going to let you be seated because this is going to take me a minute. Just go ahead and be seated. I, I, I want you to, before I get into the spiritual context of this, I, I need you to live inside of this passage of Scripture because I, I think in many cases we can relate to this passage of Scripture more so than we seem to think at surface level. Every single day, here's Paul doing exactly what God told him to do. He just left a place of prayer, and this woman is following behind him, tapping him on the shoulder, annoying him every single step of the way. It's kind of annoying, isn't it? Every step of the way, just there. He's crazy. All Paul is trying to do is pass out a saving message of Jesus Christ. And this woman, every single step of the way, is antagonizing him, is coming after him, is following him. Every conversation that he has with someone, she comes around and she begins to antagonize him again. And so everybody begins to avoid Paul and Silas. Why? Because this woman is announcing they're coming. Every time they take a step, she's behind them. Ah, these men are crazy. All he wants to do is fulfill what God has called him to do. But yet, he becomes exhausted. How many of you know people can exhaust you? Sometimes it's situations that exhaust you. But here is a reminder every single day that is exhausting him and annoying him. The birth of this message happened earlier this week. Most of you know I had a heart procedure done in June, and this past Monday, I went to my cardiologist for like a third follow-up. And my cardiologist said, hey, man, we've got to do something about your resting heart rate. It's just too high. My resting heart rate is like in the mid-90s. Yeah, and I just said, energy right here. That's all that is, just a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of energy. However, I, he just, he didn't respond the way I thought that he would respond. And he said, but yes, but haven't you noticed that you're getting tired and you're getting exhausted easier? And I'm like, yep, and it's annoying. And then I began to think about, sometimes we go through life and things annoy us. 
And when we're going through those annoying times, do we forget that we're anointed because of what's annoying us? <laughs> like, you know, this week, let me just use me. I, I can do everything that I can in order to get everything done that I'm supposed to get done, but then there's things outside of my control that keep me from getting done, the things that I need to get done, and, and this happens, and that happens, and this wasn't on my calendar, and that wasn't on my calendar, and I, 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 but yet I know Sunday's coming, and I've got to have a message ready because I know Sunday is coming, but yet I haven't had the time that I need to have in order to accomplish what I feel like I need to accomplish, and I become a little bit annoyed, and then I still have all of the responsibilities that I have as a human, as a husband, as a, as a father, a, a, as a pastor in the church, and all of those things, and then I also know, hold on, last week I preached what I, I, I feel like my my, I gave the best stuff that I have last week, but yet I got another Sunday this Sunday, and I got to preach a message this Sunday, but yet I feel like I gave it all last week, but yet I got to give it again this week, and I haven't had the time that I needed to have this week. And then some people were really annoying me this week. You know what I'm saying? It was just kind of like, you ever had one of those weeks? Somebody's right now is saying, well, man, who's annoying the pastor? <laughs> I'm just talking about life. And then it's tough to do a job with effectiveness when you're tired and annoyed. And then you have that voice who's following behind you saying, who do you think you are? You can't do this. You can't do this. Who do you think? These people are crazy. <laughs> They're going to tell you the way in which you must be saved. Who do they think they are? Man, they're not a good boss. They're not a good teacher. They're not a good this, they're not a good that, they're not a good soldier, they're not. You hear that, and you become annoyed, and pretty soon, you're looking for a glimmer of hope in the wrong source. It's like Paul, he could have gone up to Silas, and Silas, I mean, look, it's not in Scripture, but, but think about this, in the flesh, we would have been like, okay, what, what do we need to do here? What do you think, Silas, man, what you, what you think we should do here? This woman, she's annoying us. What do you think we should do? And Silas could have been like, You think throat punching her would be in order? <laughs> Come on now. Come on. Listen, the, the pastor is not at all admonishing physical violence. I am not. That's not what I'm saying. If you say I am saying that, you're wrong. You're wrong. But some of y'all be thinking that. You know what I'm talking about? Let's just be for real. And you're annoyed and you're like... What do I do in this situation? And you're just overwhelmed by it. You're, 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 it's just like, let me, let me just be honest with you. And, and I shared part of this with you last week. Sometimes like I, I'm preaching a message and, and, and I'm looking for a certain response from you. And when I don't get the response that I thought that I would get, and, and this is not so much now, it, it's like years ago. This is the way I felt. If you didn't give me the response that I was looking for, then I became annoyed. Not with you, but with myself. Until the Holy Spirit dropped in my spirit, he said, you don't need to be so concerned about the response that they give to you. You need to be more concerned with making sure that they see my response to their need. Ooh. I need you to grab that. 
And so it, it, it made me realize that, that no matter how tired I am, how annoyed I am, how exhausted that I am, that I've got to stand up and I've got to hold on to whom Jesus Christ is because he's the one who will sustain me. He's the one who will help me. He's the one. I need to be looking for his response because it's his response that will fuel my goings. So here's Paul, he's praying, he's working, he's praying, he's working. God sent him to this place, but yet every single day this woman is there just tapping him on the shoulder. You can't! Every single day trying to steal the song out of his heart. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Every single day. Somebody say, thank you, Sam. But every single day, someone's annoying him. Every single day, you're going to hurry up, Sam, and get out of here? Someone's annoying. <laughs> every day. See, I, I, I need somebody to hear this because the enemy is trying to steal the song from your heart the enemy is trying to steal your identity the enemy is trying to make you focus on what is annoying you so that you forget that he has anointed you the enemy wants you to focus so much on what is annoying you that you focus on what's aggravating you, that you focus on what's wrong with you, that you focus on what's wrong with culture, that you focus on what's wrong with your boss, that you focus on what's wrong in that situation, that you forget to live right in that situation, that you forget to live right by your job, that you forget to live right by your finances, that you forget to live right by those... So what the enemy does is he tries to steal your, your, your identity by causing you to be so focused on what's annoying you that you forget that you've been a, anointed. And, 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 and the enemy, listen, I wrote this down, the enemy will try and steal, S-T-E-A-L, your identity by making you steal, S-T-I-L-L, in your faith. He'll try to steal it by making you steal in your faith. Your faith becomes steel because you're more focused on what is missing, what is wrong, what is annoying you. This woman with this evil spirit and Paul turns around and Paul just says, in, 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 the, in the name of, of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And at that moment, an evil spirit leaves him. But first it says, Paul was annoyed. Don't let what you're annoyed by keep you from remembering what you're anointed to do. Because sometimes you'll be annoyed by culture, but don't cause it or allow it to cause you to forget your responsibility in culture. You may be annoyed by your boss, but don't let it cause you to forget that you have a responsibility to be a Christ follower on the job. You may be annoyed by a situation, but don't let it cause you to forget that you've been anointed to live and to serve in that situation. In fact, somebody's about to get the breakthrough. I, I need to share this with you. 
you've got to make sure that the source, well, let me say it this way. Sometimes we go to a source to solve our problems when that source doesn't have the ability to solve our problems. Why is it that we go to someone that cannot solve our problems? Paul didn't put together this huge group, this, this, this committee of, of Christ's followers. He didn't gather them together and say, okay, this woman is aggravating me. She's annoying me. Silas, what do you think we should do? You, you don't see that in, in, the, in the narrative. Paul could have done that, but Paul didn't do that. Paul didn't go to someone else to try to solve his problems. You see, when you are annoyed, you are susceptible to discouragement. I need you to grab this. When you are annoyed, you are, you are susceptible to discouragement. Things that you wouldn't even notice when you're full of energy discourage you. But when you have a lot of energy, you don't even notice those things. But when you're tired and you're annoyed, they discourage you. When you are annoyed and you are tired, you're vulnerable to the enemy's strategies. And pretty soon, you will give up on things that you've already defeated the enemy in in your life. And you'll go back to what was because you are so tired of what's coming against you that you're so annoyed that you forget your anointing. And then you begin to live by what is annoying you. And what is annoying you is dictating your steps. And you wonder where God's at in it. We give so much authority to what's annoying us rather than the authority that God has given us under the anointing that he's placed upon us. Y'all don't want to hear this today. And, 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 it's, and it's like this. Sometimes we're like, can I catch a break? Has anybody ever felt like that? Can I catch a break? And I just need a day where, where, where life is not mad. I just need a day where things are not, good, you know, just all falling apart. I'm just aggravated. And these are the feelings that I have. Listen, it's okay to have those feelings. It's, it's all right to feel like that at times. But you cannot go to someone who cannot solve your problem and expect for them to give you what you need in order for that problem to be solved. When only God is the one, listen, Paul said, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and the woman was healed immediately. What did Paul do? Paul didn't go to Silas. Paul didn't go to the fortune teller's pimp who was pimping her out because that would have just frustrated him even more. No, Paul went to Jesus Christ. Why? Because I cast my cares upon him because he cares for me. I cast my cares upon him because he is the one who's my birth. Lifter. I cast my cares upon him because he's an ever-present help in a time of need. And I may have all of those feelings that I've talked about when you're annoyed, but when it comes full circle, you realize that it's my God who will sustain me. In the name of Jesus, he will deliver me. In the name of Jesus, he will set me free. In the name of Jesus, he will encourage me. In the name of Jesus, he will sustain. In the name of Jesus, he'll grant to me joy. In the name of Jesus, he'll give me encouragement. In the name of Jesus. But I need you to understand something. The power of God in your life doesn't fall when it's most convenient. I think sometimes we're looking for God to, 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 to fall down fresh when it's convenient, when it's placed in our schedule and it's just everything's, 
Ooh, so wonderful. I've got plenty of time for the power of God to fall in this moment. I'm not saying the power of God can't fall in that moment, but sometimes I think we're looking for the power of God to fall, but yet we're missing when God desires to fall in your life because right now it's not convenient. Right now it's, I don't have time. Right now I'm too annoyed. And because I'm annoyed, I'm, 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 and because I'm tired, I'm, listen, Paul said, in the name of Jesus, you, you cannot allow what's annoying you to cause you to forget who you are. And this woman is coming behind Paul, and she's trying to give him some identifying characteristics that everybody else can hear in hopes that it will diminish Paul's ability to influence. Sometimes you got people coming behind you. <laughs> trying to say some things to you and about you that is their attempt. They may not even realize it, but their attempt is to, to annoy you so much so that, that you lose your ability to influence the environment that is around you. And you get so focused on it. You see, can I, can I tell you something? The, you can't tell me how high I can go in life. Only God can. Only God can. And myself. But the problem is the enemy is always at war with what I think about me. I'm using me so that I'm not saying you. I, I, I want you to understand we all go through this. Where the devil, the enemy, is trying to diminish your ability and your authority in, in hopes that you'll think less about yourself when God the creator created you to walk one way, but you've allowed the annoying thing in your life to keep you from walking in the identity that God wants you to walk in because the annoying thing, you didn't even realize it, but it's become so important in your life because you've become so focused on it. You've talked about it so much. You've put together your own strategy. You've talked to your own friends about it that you've taken your focus off of the anointing that God gave you because the thing that is annoying you is taking precedence in your life. Somebody say amen. amen. And so I can't live, my reality can't be how you respond. Paul's reality couldn't be how this woman responded. And I, I wonder how many times we've allowed someone or something to be so annoying that it determines our reality. I, I, I need you to grab this. What I love about this is that Paul was annoyed with her. And this woman was so annoying. And, and you know, she kept walking behind Paul just to know every single day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every, every single day. Anybody ever had like, like a, a nagging woman like every day? You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about your wife or any, I'm just, you know, every day. It's just a nagging situation every single day, every day. And it's wearing Paul out to where Paul gets so annoyed by it. But here's what I love about Paul. Paul, th this woman in all of her aggravation, her annoying self did not cause Paul to miss the need that was in the woman's life. What triggered Paul, and Paul was annoyed, 
But Paul allowed his righteous indignation to be triggered so that he wasn't just so aggravated with the woman that he lost focus of the woman's need. How many times are we annoyed by something that we lose focus of the need? Mm. Here's, here's something else, because what I love about Paul is that we see Paul was annoyed. And, and again, I'm taking liberty with this word, but Paul was annoyed. And I had this thought, the measure of your faith is not determined by the enthusiasm that you bring to a test. Think about that. The measure of your faith is not determined by the enthusiasm that you bring to a, to a test. Because sometimes, sometimes you just are not enthusiastic about the test. You know what I'm saying? How many of you love tests? Anybody in here, you like tests? When you were in school, you loved the test. Go ahead and raise your hand. You loved it. None of us. Sometimes it's not the enthusiasm that you bring to the test that proves your faith. Sometimes it's your ability to persevere that proves your faith. Woo! In fact, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. In the name of Jesus, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Let me, let me talk about the staff for a minute. I'm going to illustrate this by using the staff. Somebody say annoying. Sometimes the staff gets a little discouraged. Why? Because there's so much work to do, but yet not enough time or not enough people to help get all of the work done. But they're doing all that they can even though they may be a little annoyed because we know that there's more that could be done. But they're not going to stop because they're annoyed and because they're tired. Because they know that they're called for such a time as this. Are, are, are you with me? What I'm trying to say is that when we remember our anointing, our anointing will enable us to go through annoying times. It's like David. David's anointing enabled him to go through the annoying times of the lions, the bears, the, the giants, and the caves. I think about Moses. His anointing allowed him to go through the annoying times of the desert, destruction, despair, and walk him into his destiny. I think about Daniel. The anointing of God enabled him to go through the annoying time of being in the lion's den. I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even though they were in the fire, they realized that there was a, another in the fire. What I'm trying to tell you is that when you hold on to the anointing that God has placed on your life the anointing will empower you you may be annoyed by your relational difficulty but guess what in the name of Jesus there's re there's restoration you may be annoyed by how tired you are but in the name of Jesus he'll grant to me rest you may be annoyed by the lack in your life but in the name of Jesus he is my provider you may be annoyed by what you feel like you cannot do but in the name of Jesus he will empower me I need somebody in this place to understand the power of the name of Jesus. Some of y'all need to use that name. 
some of y'all husbands need to, don't be using in the name of Jesus now on your wife. Y'all can laugh, it's all right. But you need to, in the name of Jesus. Let me, let me show you something. I'm, I'm going to begin to wind this thing down, but, but I, I need you to see something. Go to, verse, go to verse 19. Go to verse 19. Go to verse 19. Just put verse 19 up. 19 through 21. Let's go to 19 through 21. So it says this. It says, when her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas. They dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. Now, hold on a second. Remember this, that they were doing everything that God had told them to do. They went to the place that God told them to go. They're doing what God told them to do. And now their situation has gone from bad to worse. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The next verse, the crowd joined in. Oh, hold on a second. Now others are coming. It was just this one person. Now it's a crowd coming against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. What? Hold on a second. So their situation has gone from bad to worse. They were annoyed. Now can you imagine where they're at? Think about this with me for a moment. Roman citizens have certain rights. The magistrates just assumed that Paul and Silas were only Jews. Why? Because this fortune teller's pimp came to the magistrates and said, listen, I've lost my ability to make money off of her because of what they're doing. And so they grabbed them and they stripped them and they beat them. Now they're even more annoyed. They're even more tired. It's kind of like when, when you come to church and you're like, whoo, God's good. And you write your tithe check out and you're like, God, you're so good. And then on Tuesday, your car breaks down. And you're like, but hold on a second, God. I, 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 I feel like I honored you on Sunday and on Monday. And I, I've been praying and I, I, I gave my tithes. And I even held the door open for, for sister such and such at, at, at church. And, and yesterday I invited someone to, to church. And, and, but yet... You know how limited my money is. Now my car broke down and I gave money on Sunday. You think they'll give it back? And we find ourselves in that place that sometimes it's annoying. And you're like, what? What? Or maybe you're like, why should I even try? Because it seems like no one even cares or notices all that I'm, all that I'm doing. And it goes on to say, after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Watch this. Go to the next verse. Verse 24. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stock. I need you to grab this. All they were doing was spreading the good news of Jesus Christ and this annoying person that cast out this evil spirit and now she's healed, but yet now that situation went from annoying to this. Can you imagine the conversation that they're having while they're sitting in the inner cell, the chains around their hands and their feet? Paul, what in the world, man? Why? Why is all this stuff happening to us? I don't understand it. We were doing everything. That, 
that annoying woman. I told you, Paul, what you should have done. I don't understand why this is all happening to us, man. I just, you know, we're doing everything we're supposed to do. Why? why? Can you imagine in the flesh what the conversation would be like? But it's the next two verses that tell us that that's not what their conversation was like. Verse 25 says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were singing and praying hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once all of the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Hold on a second. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. Now, are, are, are you seeing this? So as we're sitting here thinking in the flesh that they would be talking about how annoyed they are because of everything that's gone wrong in their lives, that we're here because we're supposed to be here. We've been doing what we're supposed to do. Now we're sitting here and the flesh is falling off of our backs, our hands and our feet are in, 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 in stocks and we're in the inner prison cell. But they weren't talking about that. It was about midnight. They were singing praise unto God because they wouldn't allow what was annoying to keep them from remembering that they were anointed. And about midnight, when you're most tired, the old was giving way to the brand new day that was dawning because about midnight, they were singing praises unto God. About midnight, they were beginning to magnify the name of Jesus. About midnight, they began to know and remember that God is with them, that God is for them. About midnight, Come on, somebody. 